The number one complaint that we see is uh, a lack of communication. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Matt Rouse. And today, my guest is another Matt. How are you doing, Matt Post? I'm doing fine. Fantastic. Now, Matt Post is the co-founder of SEM Dynamics and has dedicated two decades to building and optimizing websites. I mean, you're about the same amount of time as me, like <laughs> doing websites since there was websites. Yep. Matt has produced and marketed online casinos, B2B companies, and array of websites Work for in-house and high-volume personal entry law firm in Los Angeles and help generate over six figures in revenue monthly. His expertise covers both the development and growth of digital properties. And today, we're going to talk about digital marketing for law firms, but most of this will actually work with other types of service businesses also. So even if you're not a law firm, make sure you stay tuned. So Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you do first? Yeah, so we mainly focus on uh, what's considered called uh, multi-channel marketing for law firms. And yeah, it's it's uh, generally applicable to most small businesses, especially those who offer a service, so service businesses. And uh, multi-channel marketing is a fancy term that just means we take a whole bunch of different marketing strategies and execute all of them so that they play well together. Nice. So when it comes to legal marketing, I know that there's this sort of idea where people get out of law school and they're like, I'm just going to hang a sign on an office and get listed on Google and and the business is just going to flow in. And, you know, obviously that's not the case, especially in more competitive markets. So where do you think is the best place to start when it comes to marketing digitally for law firms? Well, before we even get into to digital marketing per se, I would say just setting the, the strong foundation for your firm and identifying what your competitive advantage is, what value are you bringing, what's going to differentiate you from the competition and really focusing on that and being able to identify who you want as a client. So many professionals, a law, you know, law firms, lawyers, uh, other business owners, they fail to really set that foundation and without that, you kind of run around trying to market to everybody. And it's a lot more expensive and it's a lot less ROI when you're trying to mass market to everybody. You know, so once you've kind of set that foundation and you've identified who you want to do business with and what sets you apart as a lawyer, if we're going into paid ads, you know, I would look at the Google LSAs. And also, you know, get the, get that foundation in of, you know, your different social platforms and really interacting with whoever your ideal client is. Find out where they are online. And then the trick is finding out how to insert yourself into that conversation wherever your ideal client is. So if you're a business lawyer, that means LinkedIn. For personal injury, that might be more Instagram, Facebook, you know, maybe even TikTok, if you will, if, if you uh, want to go that route, you know, criminal defense, same thing. It's about understanding your client, where they are, and then how you can put yourself there. So in the law firm marketing world and, and kind of probably any professional services world, 
I know that some of the marketing channels are generally pretty obvious, right? They're kind of go-tos for people. That's your, you know, your Google ads, that kind of thing. What are some channels that people maybe don't have on their radar because either they don't work in marketing at all, so maybe they haven't heard of them or they just, you know, haven't been in business that long. Are there some other channels that people maybe have a blind spot to? You know, most of the channels for marketing are the overwhelming majority are, are well known. There could be, depending on who your ideal client is, if your ideal client, say, is a motorcycle rider, then it can be getting more into motorcycle riding groups and what websites have to do with motorcycle riding. So there are those groups that are, that are off of what your normal channels are, you know, social, pay-per-click, you know, SEO that you can go after. And it's, it's very unique with, with each law firm. It's about that foundation saying, like you said, motorcycle riders. Okay. Well, what associations can you, inject yourself into, you know, can you get into and sponsor, say some clubs? Can you sponsor some events? Can you, um, you know, take that route? I mean, you, you can go to meetup.com is a great resource for being able to find people within a certain, you know, niche or, or have a commonality of a certain type of hobby or certain type of people and then sponsoring and, and going that route. And it's very inexpensive to get in to a meetup group to sponsor a meetup group. And some people, they just say, Hey, you know, pay for the meetup group. And I think this was like 20 bucks a month or somewhere around there. So it's cheap. I mean, you look at a click for a personal injury attorneys, California is, you know, $200 plus on average. <laughs> you get a whole group for the entire year for that price. Talking about that, the really, really high per click, you know, like DUI attorneys and personal injury attorneys and stuff where the per click rate is so high. I see people spending money on it, but their ad doesn't even show up till like page four or something, right? Just don't do it. So if you're going to be spending money on pay-per-click ads, no one is really going to page four to click on your pay-per-click ad. You know, you might even want to think about using a program like Click Cease or something like that to avoid, you know, out-of-country clicks or, you know, things that maybe aren't relevant in your area. Yeah, those things can be tough, especially when you're paying, you know, top dollar for clicks. You don't want to be paying, you know, hundreds of dollars when somebody else is paying just a little more hundreds of dollars for those clicks. And uh, the only ones you're getting are clicks from bots. Yeah, for sure. And even if you look at, say you're showing up on the second page, right? that means that the uh, potential client has gone through all of the ads, most of the organic to come to your site. They've probably already talked to other attorneys. Those other attorneys probably told them no, probably told them no for a reason. So you're just getting the overflow trash. There's also, uh, if you're going to be paying for ads, you better make sure somebody's answering the phones on your end. There's nothing worse than, like, even just personally, when I go and I click on an ad because I need something, and then they don't answer the phone, I'm like, just, well, you, just I, you just paid $10 to have me call you and not answer, Right. It's just the worst. Well, and especially so if you go with the Google L, the Google LSA where it's going to be pay-per-call instead of pay-per-click, they will stop showing your ad if you're not answering your call, your phone because Google gets money on the call. So if you're not answering the phone, don't even do LSAs. Don't do the Google pay-per-call ads because there's no point. Right. Or if you have a really long answering message, then you get charged. I mean, honestly, nowadays... People don't really want to leave you a message. They don't want to fill out a long form. You got to make it easy. I mean, honestly, 
and this, I don't mean to get on too much of a tangent, but companies make it too hard. This is just something that just came up for me, and I'm going to soapbox and rant about it for a second. <laughs> a company charged me for something that I had canceled a long time ago, so I asked them nicely to remove the charge, and they wanted me to fill out this form that was like two pages long. And I'm like, yeah, but the chargeback form for my credit card is only half a page. So do you want me to do a chargeback and then have your bank charge you 40 bucks and potentially raise your, you know, your processing rates in the future? Or do you just want to refund the money, right? Like, don't make it difficult for people to do business with you, right? It's the simplest thing to make it simpler. So that's more of a business development standpoint than a marketing thing, but... I mean, it ties over into marketing. You now, you know who that company is and you now have a sour taste in your mouth regards doing business potentially in the future. You can do the one-time return. That doesn't mean you would not purchase in the future. And even if you want it, you now will have that story once that brand comes up in conversation anytime in the future. Yeah. And you see that you see it also time and time again on say unsubscribes, right? You go to unsubscribe from a newsletter or whatnot, and it asks you multiple questions. First, the one that's annoying for me is what's your email address? It's like, we well, emailed me. You should be able to, <laughs> I should be able to click the button and just unsubscribe. What, what fill things out for, you know, just make it easy. People don't want your email. There's nothing wrong with that. That happens. Let it be easy. Cause then you have less friction in regards to how your brand is perceived as opposed to having that bad taste in your mouth about that company just because it made something purposefully and they went out of their way to make something difficult for you. And if you make something really easy and you give people, you know, the, the cues of, of things to listen for or talk about in the future when they're talking to other people, what happens is person A and person B meet while they're out walking their dog and one of them says, oh, I was thinking about, you know, joining a gym, what do you think about gym XYZ? And you couldn't get them to give you your money back after you canceled. You're going to be like, don't go there, right? But it also works in a positive way, right? So if somebody place was really easy to deal with and had really good service and really good, you know, then you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know what? You should totally go there. They were super easy to deal with. It was great. You know, even if it wasn't for you, you could be like, you know what? It wasn't great for me. It wasn't a good fit for me. But at least they were really nice and easy to deal with. And, you know, it was a good experience still. Yep. And then, and it goes on. I mean, we circle back around to the like personal injury attorneys. The number one complaint about a personal injury attorney, actually, most attorneys, all attorneys, I can actually, I'm going to go ahead and categorize all attorneys in this one. The number one complaint that we see is uh, a lack of communication. And with technology, with a website, with the drip emails, with proper client uh, management system, there are things in place that can help overcome this. All the client wants is to know what's going on with their case. Now, there are those clients that every day they want an update and that becomes a little more difficult. But basic communication, let them know that, you know, there's people that, that can go months without hearing from the attorney. They wonder what's going on. Don't wait for the client to reach out. Be proactive. That's another way that you can stand out. You know how you can stand out? Be communicative. If you are, you're going to be uh, light years ahead than most of your competition. Yeah, Absolutely. And there's also that, you know, this sort of thing happens with not just attorneys, but other types of service providers and stuff, especially ones who have to deal with the government or other other organizations, is they don't send an update unless something changes or is sent to them, in which case 
I mean, especially when you're dealing with the government, the government employees aren't going to do anything unless they have to do it, right? So then basically your customer communication is going to be based on the person who is trying to do the least possible work at the government, right? Which is not a good system for how you do communication. Yeah. I mean, you can always follow up and just say, hey, just to let you know, we're still waiting on X, Y, and Z. Didn't want you to think we forgot about you. Once I hear anything, I'll let you know. Bam, done. You know, send that out every week, every couple of weeks until whoever gets off their butt and starts (laughs) processing whatever needs to be processed, right? There are things in marketing where it is, once it's pointed out, it becomes obvious that, oh yeah, I need a system that should do this. You know, a lot of marketing is just pointing out those items that are easily lost or forgotten about. Yeah. I think um, another thing that I've seen in kind of service industry marketing that is a, almost a point of failure for companies is that they seem to only follow up with immediate leads, right? So if someone says, oh, hey, I've been arrested or, you know, something has happened and they need an attorney now, they will follow up with that person. But if a lead comes in and that person doesn't have any language that makes it sound immediate, they go, oh, well, this is probably a waste of time. So they just ignore them forever. But I mean, you paid a lot of money to get that lead. Yeah. And here's the thing is, even if they retain another lawyer, you can still follow up three months or six months down the line with some type of value to stay top of mind because it's not too uncommon for a client to switch attorneys, to not be happy with who they initially picked. And then you can be there waiting for them. You know, that works for, you know, most lawyers in, in the California area. I know, you know, some service areas you can't, if you're a realtor, you can't do that, right? If you have a client, you have a signed client, that is a no-go. So uh, always check with whoever, whatever regulatory body you have to fall under to make sure that you can stay in contact after they're actively doing business with a competitor. But with law, you can do that. Keep bringing in value. Well, that said, you can also send them things like, you know, your newsletter or, you know, whatever it is that you use for kind of generalized communication, regardless of, you know, if they're under contract with another realtor or whatever that is, you know, you can still be sending them your information from your, you know, marketing messages and stuff like that. You just don't want to be like, hey, switch to me. Yeah. You know, and you can, again, you can, these are, there are drip email systems that will send out a series of automated emails on a schedule and you can put them from one path of emails into another path of emails as things change. And you really don't have to do much. I mean, a phone call here and there maybe, and you let your system do everything for you. That's one of the big upsides of putting together a digital marketing plan that hits on multiple areas and multiple to-dos and and brings multiple strategies together. You can put off some of these items that are more laborious for you. It can take, you know, it takes up more of your time and maybe be difficult to be consistent with. And you can set up some type of automation for some of these processes or weigh into other marketing strategies that would benefit another marketing strategy. Like if you're doing reputation management, that can easily flow over into social media marketing where they, you know, they are complementive of each other. And it just gives you your online presence becomes so much greater. And it, uh, it, it appears to be holistic growth 
even though it's very planned out and the attorney doesn't have to do much, right? Just, you know, approve a handful of messages maybe and let the, the marketing agency, you know, do everything or do, you know, 99% of the lifting for them uh, and nobody's the wiser. Right. You know, another thing about that kind of like the kind of scheduled drip campaign system and uh, this isn't specific for legal, but it actually works really well in, in the insurance world is things like car insurance, right? Where it's like renews every six months to a year. You know, we, we would set up for kind of local agents, we would set it up so that if they had a lead come in and then they didn't sell the lead for whatever reason, and it was someone they still wanted to continue to try and do business with, we would just have a little form they would fill out at the agency and that would put the person into a drip campaign that five and a half months from now it's going to say is it time to you know check out your pricing on your coverage again you know see if it's still competitive and and you know we had those messages spaced out for years right and you know they were still bringing in business from people who put it on the list like you know three four years ago and it's a super easy way to get stuff done. And I think that's something that business owners often, it's, it's kind of not top of mind for them how that technology works. So they don't really think about it that much. Yeah. One well, of the thing is you only need to set it up once. I mean, if, if you have it, you know, automated and it, and it, you know, goes on a loop again, again, not having to do with legal, but going back into like real estate, you know, the most people would use their realtor. Again, there was a study that was done. The majority of, of people would use their um, realtor again, and the majority of people who don't use their realtor, again, don't do so because they don't know how to get a hold of them. Yeah, I think that study was by NAR, the uh, National Association of Realtors. It was 79% of people said that they would use their realtor again, and only 16% said they knew how to get a hold of them, which is dismal. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, can you imagine having repeat business that could be worth you know, tens of thousands of dollars and you just throw it in the trash. Right. I mean, it makes me sad, honestly. Right. And then it goes back to what you're saying is like the cost per lead is so much and yet you're just going to throw it away. It, it, it literally costs you zero dollars to put somebody into a drip system. I mean, the drip system, the drip service costs money, but I mean, it was $35, $50, even if it's $100 a month and you pay somebody to come up with the emails for you. And so, you know, you can be a few hundred dollars all in, spread that out over several hundred people or a thousand people or several thousand people over the course of a year or years. How much business can you be getting down the road? And there's some industries like legal, real estate, private medical, dental, things like, you know, car dealerships and RVs and and stuff like this where the upside is so high that one client pays for the entire system for your entire life, right? So if you have all that stuff set up and, and you're, you know, you're an attorney and you get somebody with, you know, an accident claim or something that you can settle for them you know, and you bring in $40,000, how long can you run a drip campaign for $40,000? Like you'd probably run it for a hundred years. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, there's so much upside to it. And, uh, you know, it's the same with answering the phone being easy to contact. There's just so much upside and I understand everybody's busy, but you got to find a way to make it work. Yep. And then just the same with answering the phone. I mean, you can, 
It's not ideal, but you can have answering services in legal where they can do full intake. They can they can handle a lot of that initial call information gathering, setting up a follow up call. They can handle all of that. They're trained specifically for that. They are answering services that just work with the legal industry, and you can have similar situations with. Other service providers that are, you know, high ticket, high value, uh, where you can utilize an answering service and you use call tracking because you want to, you want to be tracking your calls that are coming in anyways. You want to know where your money is working for you best. Call tracking is going to let you know who's calling from what ad. And if you're doing that, you can set up call routing so that if you don't answer within the first X number of rings or so many seconds, it will call over to your answering service for you. So at least you're not missing the call. It's not ideal, but it's better than not getting the call. Yeah, because you never know which one. It's 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 almost like gambling, right? You never know which, which spin of the wheel is going to be the one that pays. So you better just... I'm not saying you should go gamble, people. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's worse than that. It's like going and playing, um, uh, playing the game at a casino, putting your money down, just walking away from the table because you're you're paying for that call. <laughs> yeah, you you pull the handle on the slot machine and just walk. Yeah, yeah, just go to the other end. And be like, oh, I'm done. I just, you know, I'm done. I've spent my twenty bucks. Yeah, I wanted to donate. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Best ways through our website, uh, semdynamics.com. Perfect. And hey, thanks for so much for sharing your marketing tips for you know legal and other service businesses. I think it's really going to help some people out. Yeah, well, I appreciate you having me on. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.